Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host. My name is Tenant Michael, and I'm here again for another fun podcast that helps us just even for a brief moment forget our troubles and come together in the spirit of friendship and humor. Hmm. Do you ever think that we'd be a cooler-seeming podcast if we didn't do an intro and we just started right into talking? You know how some sort of cool podcasts do that? Mm. Like, they just they, you press play and then they're just already talking. I guess so, but that seems like a um, kind of like a rough, uh, rough start. A dry, like a dry shave. It's a bit of a like challenge not, yeah. to offer the listener right off the bat. It's like in, You're not um, going to like this, listener. In movies or TV shows where people just answer the phone and go, yeah, mm. okay, and they don't even say goodbye, and they just hang up. Oh, I, I always find that, that jarring and rude. I agree. When I see that, I punch a hole in the wall. Yeah. Well, luckily, this is a polite show that uh, believes in the old ways and the old traditions, so we always uh, introduce <laughs> ourselves. We doff our caps and say, hello, sir, or ma'am. That's right. This is a very traditional, traditional show. Uh, so how's it going, Mike? How are you? Oh, you know, I'm hanging in there, baby. I'm uh, like the old the famous poster with that cat says. Um, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Um, yeah. There's been a, a bit of a a new sort of thing that's happened uh, lately in my relationship. As uh, oh. longtime listeners will know, I'm in a bit mm-hmm. of a virtual relationship right now because everyone is social distancing. That's right. And before you go on with that, Mike, we should remind everybody, in case people are jumping into this episode, we're, we're both quarantining in your apartment. <laughs> That's uh, right. You yes. are in your bathroom and I'm in the rest of the apartment. We're, be- we're taking a- social distancing extremely seriously. Yes, I'm a toilet Thompson. I've been in the yep. toilet for eight, nine <laughs> weeks now, uh, yep. socially distancing from you, James, because you have access to the rest of the apartment. That would be the living room, the kitchen, the balcony, and my bedroom, which I miss so much. I miss Do sleeping you? in a bed. Uh, well, hey, I miss the bathroom, so we're kind of even in this way. And But you know what, Mike? I'm, we're, we're, we're Skyping right now, you sitting on the toilet and me... Yep. Um, me uh laid out on the bed and mm-hmm. you look not good <laughs> i mean no no offense you know I'm, i mean that in the nicest way possible but i think maybe these nine weeks in the bathroom are starting to take a little bit of toll of a toll on your skin color and and uh, vibrancy look i look okay okay i cannot tell a lie i am <laughs> paler than ever and there's yeah. a bit of yellow creeping into my it's the, a bit the of skin. yellow yes a bit of yellow or green oh <clears throat> i initially thought green uh, no, I'd say it's more of a yellow, although the, the terrible lighting in the bathroom is hard to tell, but, uh, I, my money's on yellow, sir. If I went to Vegas, okay. I'd say, put it all on yellow, and I'd sing, <laughs> they call me mellow yellow, uh, from the Donovan song. But, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling too good, not looking too good, I haven't had fresh air in about nine, ten weeks, and I'm, uh, eating very poorly, and I'm sitting on the toilet all day, and my, my legs are also atrophying. The muscles in my legs are atrophying. Very good, Mike. Um, your, your head looks nice and puffy. Your face and your head. Thanks. Well, you know, I'm I'm eating a lot of salts. I'm drinking a lot, and uh, 
you know, I actually, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of famous people have really big heads and actually on film and uh, in pictures, the bigger the head, the better. So I, I tend to try to, to have as big a head as possible. Uh, so yeah, a lot of nitrates. Um, I try not to sweat. So it all collects in the old noggin. I hope uh, you're not yeah, eating so in my I th- bed. I hate crumbs in the sheets. Well, Michael, I'm doing a lot worse than eating. <laughs> a lot worse. Like, okay. A lot worse. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry you missed the bed. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's only a queen, which isn't amazing, but, uh, you know, it's comfortable. You can get a little bit of action going. I'm swaying back and forth here. <laughs> Anyway, um, sorry. So I interrupted you. You were talking about the fact that you're you're in a virtual relationship. Now this is this is amazing because most of the time I've known you, you've been single as a jaybird. Mm-hmm. But these days I'm in a virtual relationship. Mm. Uh, Maybe not for voice. long if you keep talking in that robot voice. <laughs> Fitter, mm. happier, looking for a date. Um, no, I I'm oh. in an e relationship with a woman I met <laughs> when I was guarding her because she was a prisoner at the women's prison where I was working as a security guard. And then one thing led to another. She tried to kill me. Then she ended up falling in love with me. Uh, same with I fell in love with her. And we've been uh, going hot and heavy over Zoom. Last oh. week we took a little date. We took a trip to Paris, a virtual trip to Paris through those. Yeah, famous- don't stress anybody. Mike's been in the bathroom, but they they did it over the computer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And um, well, here's the latest news about my relationship. I don't know how to put this politely. I'll just come right out and say it. Um, she's Polly. She. Oh, okay, she re- then. Yes, Polly she- want a cracker. Well, apparently. no, not the parrot. <laughs> no, no, she needs more yeah. than a cracker. She actually requires multiple <laughs> partners uh, to stay happy. And so she has okay. been having all sorts of Zooms and Skypes with all sorts of ladies and gentlemen and uh, mostly gentlemen. And, you know, she told me I have to stay, I have to remain monogamous, which isn't a problem for me. But uh, she makes me sit in on the Zooms, the dirty Zooms, might I add, and uh, watch what happens and the people she meets and talks to and does stuff with, and I just have to sit there and watch it. Hold on a second. Sorry. I'm sorry. So so she's, so Busy B, That's your girlfriend, name. has told you yeah. that she's Polly. Yes. So she's out there, what, I guess, Zoom doing Zooms with a bunch of other guys. With guys and but girls she, and all, yes. But she doesn't want you to be Polly. No, she I mean, made, that doesn't seem fair. She made me sign a PDF that said I would remain monogamous, and I, uh, yes, so I've, I've pledged well, that. Well, but don't you think that's a bit unfair? Uh, it suits my lifestyle. It's fine with me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a one lady man, and, um, huh. you know, that's, I just have to make a slight adjustment in... The way I perceive relationships, and you know, if I'm jealous, it's it's my problem. It's uh, something I need to work out, and uh, you know, I just want what's best for her. Huh? And sorry, and you said that so she makes you watch her zooms with other guys. She makes me sit in there and silently watch these zooms with other guys, and and makes me listen to what she says to them, what she makes them do, what she wants them to do to her, and what she wants me to, to do to them. Oh. Wow. Yes. Uh, why? Why does she want to do that? She gets... She, that's her thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, uh... That's now, a- does that... Does that... That part might... Does that... I don't know. You don't feel jealous or a bit upset when she's Zooming with some some other hunk and she's telling him, ooh, I want to 
do it with you. I block it out you in and... my mind. Hmm. I think okay. I think of my you know I think of of music I like. I think of uh, <laughs> books I've enjoyed. I just try and block it out. <laughs> so, yeah. so some guys there on Zoom, and I'm just gonna. Well, you know, maybe he's wanking off or whatever. Oh, he is. And you're, she forces them to. Yes. And so you're just thinking of of Moby Dick. I think of Moby Dick, or I think of the you Bible. Know, um, some you know John Philip Sousa marches, or you know the music of Scott Joplin. Um, yeah. Okay. Which can make for well, some fun. It, it syncs up in a funny way. You know. I think you might want to maybe uh, write a letter to a certain Dan Savage because your relationship sounds pretty messed up, Mike. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm. It's just, It's really tough for me as your, I guess, quasi friend, um, because I'm happy you've met someone, but I don't know. I just feel like you're getting walked all over. I don't know. I've never been happier, actually. Look into my eyes on the Zoom, and you will notice that I've never been happy. You look very ill. You look unwell. Mm-hmm. And you look very, very. You look like a ghost. Health is in the eye a of the beholder. Yellow ghost. And it's in the. Well, you look like a yellow ghost. Well, rather be yellow than uh, a green ghost. Well, whatever, man. I yeah yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, enjoy your e relationship with a. <clears throat> sounds like a bit of a nut. Well, I'll let that slide. Um. James, how has your week been? Please tell me. I've been up all night worrying about you and what you've been up to. You have? Okay. Um, you know, my week's been all right. You know, it's okay in the rest of the apartment. Uh, I'm playing, uh, playing a lot of PS4, playing some Nintendo Switch, watching Netflix, Crave, uh, Hulu, you name it. Um, I've been keeping abreast of, uh, actually a lot of these protests going on. Cause I think some of these guys have a good point. You know, a lot of people protesting all the shutdowns and, oh, they're kooks. I, I think of them as kooks. They seem oh, like total well, nut jobs to me. We're on different sides of the aisle on this one. Surprise, surprise. Because I, I think those guys have some good points and I actually joined a protest, believe it or not, this week. I did. No. I joined a protest. One of those. Yes, I did. One of those open back up. The economy protests? Hell yes. Mm. Hell yes. There was one on the they showed on the internet the other day of people protesting gyms not being open and, you know, they were doing all those exercises. Yeah. So I got a group of like-minded guys together yesterday, and we went down to Queens Park, and we got on the lawn there in front of the government building, and we did a protest that we want full body slide Body rub massage parlors open in Ontario now. We are sick of this. You know, they're they're stopping the economy. A lot of these places are going to shut down. I should have the freedom to do a full body slide body rub massage if I want. And, you know, what the hell is going on here? Well, I got to say, James, of all, you know, essential businesses that that exist in the world, I, I'm not sure that massage parlors are really up there you know what i mean and especially says someone who's never had stress apparently no i've had plenty of stress my no, god i've had not, plenty well, of stress no you haven't but think of how intimate you have to be with someone when they're giving you a massage surely that's not safe in this era of covid 
So you wash your hands after, Mike, and so does the masseuse. And we actually showed, we did a demonstration on the lawn right in front of Queens Park. Me and some other similar guys to me, we lay down on the grass and we got full body slide, you know, oily massages. Oh, God. And we all got this in a line and, it, and we hoped that damn Doug Ford uh, was looking out a window and watching us because... You know, he's, you know, I wouldn't wish show that him. show him what he's what we're missing here. I wouldn't wish that. I don't agree with Doug Ford, but I wouldn't even wish that on him uh, to look out the window and see you just just wearing a towel, getting rubbed by someone. Oh, boy, please, uh, J- James, please tell me you didn't um, end the massage there in public uh, in your <clears throat> usual way. What does that mean? You know, you've all, you're always bragging and joking about how you like to <clears throat> end your massages. <laughs> oh, happy. Yeah, of course. I mean, yes. Mike, you don't do a full body rub massage, body slide massage without a happy ending at the end. Obviously, that's stupid even ask. But that's besides the point. We weren't doing that for show. It's just you can't go through the whole rigmarole and not get that at the end. You go. So nuts. yes or no so, question. Yeah, yes or no question. Did you get go on? Did you get a happy ending on the lawn of Queens Park? Yes, yes. So did about nine other guys who were there. We're, we're it's a protest, Mike. It's not a, a fake play. It's a real protest. I never so said it was a fake a real play. Body slide massage. Okay. Anyway, Doug Ford, the guy's practically NDP now, believing in all these doctors. He needs to open these body slides back up. And this is not the end of this. And listeners, I pledge to you, I know not, we have a lot of listeners outside of Ontario, so I hope you pick up the cause in whatever state or province you're mm-hmm. in. But we have, this is not over. Yeah. B- body slide massage parlors are going to open up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry for we'll, the rant. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the authorities mm, say. We won't see. Um, so before we move on with our exciting and very topical segment, um, we'd just like mm. to remind listeners and warn them also. Dun, dun, dun. That we do have a Patreon account, and we honestly appreciate it, and we demand that you open up your wallet and, and give as much money as you can to to help support this program because it this program matters, and we uh, do have expenses. I know uh, James has expenses, don't you, James? Big time, big time. I mean, um, God, like. Uh... UFC pay-per-view was this past Saturday. That was like 50 bucks. Um, You know, shorts that I wear around the house. So if you want to keep James in shorts and UFC pay-per-view events, which somehow are still happening during a global pandemic, (laughs) please go to Mm -hmm. patreon.com slash landlord tenant and pull that wallet out of your pants and put it all over your computer for us, please. Thank you very much, everybody. So, um... (laughs) We uh, we should probably move on to our segment, hey, Mike? I think it's time to, yes. Um, now, if you have been uh, following the news this week, you might remember that um, Canadian legend Brian Adams yeah. got into a bit of hot water this week. He certainly did, and not because he uh, went swimming in the hot springs <laughs> in Banff or in um, Iceland or something. No. Uh, what happened is that Brian Adams, uh, he tweeted earlier this week that he was miffed because he was in lockdown and that, that prevented him 
from uh, doing some sold-out shows. That he was supposed to do a run of shows in the UK, and because of uh, lockdown, he he had to stay at home. And then he went on to to basically become racist and and blame uh, China for uh, for spreading this disease. And that was the last thing many people expected Brian Adams to do uh, to do this week. That's right. But the truth is. Brian Adams has a history of doing bad things, and that's what our segment is today, Other Bad Things Brian Adams Has Done. I wanna be your underwear. So, uh, you might, you might want to uh, do up your seatbelts, listeners, because this one's mm. gonna be rough. The guy, oh. uh, he's... He's a he's bad news. He's a real dummy, and he's always uh, you know sticking his foot in his mouth and and stepping in it. <laughs> Sounds so, like a dream for a foot fetishist, but yeah, not a not God. a singer. Paging Mister Tarantino. Um, so <laughs> why don't I get going with this segment? Please do. All right. So here's one thing uh, I I've been reading and researching about Brian Adams for years now. It seems like and. Uh, aside from this uh, coronavirus controversy he got into on Twitter, here's one thing I know that Brian Adams does that that sucks. The guy always leaves the milk out on the counter overnight, right? You don't do that because it's going to go bad. He does this over hmm. and over again at least twice a week. And so you just know that Mrs. Adams is always yelling at him, you know, Brian, you idiot. Uh, now what am I supposed to put on my corn flakes, not this sour milk, you dumb... Why did I marry you? She's always saying, you know, and he just goes to show he might know how to rock, but he doesn't know how to uh, put things away at home. Maybe not a huge flaw, but then you think, hey, if you lived with him, it would be annoying. Oh, you would be, you would be so upset. Pissed. Pissed. Mm. Um, here's a, a, my first thing of, of another bad thing Brian Adams has done. Um, remember that song, Run To You? One of his biggest hits? Oh, yeah, it was Yeah, huge. I'm going to run to you. Mm-hmm. Um, classic song, uh, a great 80s rock song, or 90s maybe. Anyway, you'd probably think that song was about a woman or a girl. You know? Yeah. Is that what you thought, Mike? I'm Wrong. basically, I'm convinced. Of, oh, really? No, it's not. You'd think Run To You is about running to, into the arms of some love. No, it's not. Run to You was actually written about Nikolai Ceausescu, the brutal Romanian communist dictator who was executed along with his wife in 1989. Oh, yeah. no, Brian. Why yes. Would he, why would he write a song? He loved him. Like, portrays him in a positive he, light. He, uh, he just was taken by him. He was taken by Ceausescu. Oh, God. It's crazy, but it's true. He, he just loved him. He thought he was awesome. The man was a monster. I mean, Brian Adams, to, well, to support Ceausescu, that he, he was just on the wrong side of history. I know. Just like the tweet. Yeah, just it's like a, the it's, tweet. It's, you know. We should yeah. have seen. Mm. All right. My, um, my next uh, example of very bad things that Brian Adams has done over the years um, is that uh, this is more annoying than bad, but it just goes to show you how thick the guy's skull is, right? Brian Adams doesn't know the difference between Slovenia and Slovakia, okay? Listeners, we know you're smart people. We know that you know 
that Slovenia and Slovakia are two different countries. Yes, they're both in, you know, Eastern Europe, but they are not the same place. They are spelled differently. They have different cultures, different histories. Uh, and, you know, no matter how carefully you try to explain the difference between these two countries to Brian Adams, he just doesn't get it. It goes in one ear and out the other. And then he goes, uh, uh, wait, could we go over that again? I hate to mm. be so rude, but the man's got shit for brains. Wow. Yeah. Well, again, another personality flaw that maybe doesn't seem huge, but, you know, if it came up a lot, you'd start getting frustrated. Absolutely. Uh, here's my second bad thing uh, Brian Adams has done. Um, r- remember, remember the Three Musketeers soundtrack? Oh, yeah. Brian, Sting, and Rod Stewart... Uh, sort of formed a temporary super band i'm gonna say yes, and they, they sang did. that song all for one yes let's give it all for one one for all classic song bravo mr thank james you. that was beautiful <laughs> thank you very much anyway well it turns out uh that when they were forming this band for yeah. the three musketeers movie originally brian did not want rod stewart in the band oh god really that's right. Originally, Brian Adams wanted the band who sang that song to be himself, Sting, and Nikolai Ceausescu. No! Yes. As I said before, he <laughs> loved him. He was taken with him. He wanted to just have him out there in the public eye and sing together. Because, you know, it's all three of them singing, so even if Nikolai didn't have quite yeah. as good a voice, he could have maybe, you know, Brian and Sting could have kind of led the way. And Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that Ceausescu even was a singer, let alone one on the, you know, the, the level of, of Rod Stewart and Brian Adams. So it's very interesting to hear this. No, yeah, he was, he, he had a decent voice. I mean, the bad guy, but, you know, his voice was okay. It's always the bad guys. You know, who, mm-hmm. who have the, the hidden talents and get all the breaks in life. Don't you find that? Oh, absolutely. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Interesting. Um, well, here's my <sighs> third and final um, example of a bad thing uh, about Brian Adams, a personality flaw uh, that wa- might want you make, uh, wa- make you stay away from him if you ever see him coming. Um, are you familiar with the Brian Adams and Pee Wee Herman uh, 1980s novelty christmas song called reggae christmas no it's set to uh a nice island beat you know reggae when you think of reggae most people think of uh of brian adams right the guy from the west yeah, coast of sure. canada who's who's got very rough uh skin um <laughs> now brian adams and Pee Wee herman did this it's a, i think it was for mtv it's a funny novelty video that sort of airs every yuletide season you know mm. and here's the crazy thing Brian Adams, you think he's a smart guy. He couldn't understand that Pee Wee Herman was a character played by Paul Rubens, right? So when, huh. when Paul Rubens showed up on the set for Reggae Christmas and he wasn't in character, Brian Adams could not understand what was going on, you know? He was like, where, hmm. where is Pee Wee? Why are you not, why are you speaking in a deeper register of your voice? And Paul Rubens, for like over an hour, had to explain, like, I, that's just a character I play, Brian Adams. Um, in my regular life, I'm not Pee Wee Herman. And Brian Adams could not understand it. And he got so upset and so mad that he smashed his guitar on the ground and started yelling, you know, where the fuck is Pee Wee? What the fuck is going wow. on? And uh, the truth is, Brian Adams, he thinks fantasy is real and he can't distinguish between, you know, make believe huh? and reality. 
Jeez, that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So let's just say they won't well, be collaborating story. ever again after yeah, that. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Very good. Well, okay, my uh, my final Brian Adams bad thing that he's done. Um, Mike, did you know that uh, Brian Adams has a second career as a photographer? I had no idea. The man was a shutterbug. He, he is, big time, and he loves taking photos. Uh, and actually, famously, once, he even took an official portrait of the Queen of England. Her Majesty, really? Yeah, he did. He did. He really did. Uh, but a lot of people don't know the behind-the-scenes story uh, that during that official portrait at Buckingham Palace with the Queen, you know, like, hoity-toity is hoity-toity gets. Yeah, yeah. So, as Brian is taking this official portrait of the Queen, yeah. Brian actually belched. No. A loud burp. A huge, big belch. Brian, no. And the Queen... I know. And the queen actually looked at him and was sort of like, um, and Brian turned to her and said, saves wear and tear on the asshole, eh? <laughs> saves wear and tear on the asshole, eh? As like, as though Who? if you burp somehow, that means you're not going to fart. Does he think it's he's crazy. in a roadhouse bar with a bunch of, uh, of bikers? This is the I queen know. of freaking England here. You don't talk to her like I that. Know. I know, I know, but that's what he said. Says we're on tear in the asshole, eh? God. Anyway, she couldn't believe it, and their relationship has not been good since uh, since that moment. <sighs> that must have really, you know, she must have been crestfallen because she must have been so excited earlier in of that mm-hmm. day to you know the idea Brian of meeting Adams. Brian Adams. Hmm. Yeah. No, she was a big fan. Big fan. She loved, and not just from like the Robin Hood soundtrack, like from from. From the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Apparently she has a tattoo, just a little cute tattoo on her ankle that says it cuts like a knife in tribute <laughs> to the Brian Adams single. Yeah. And if you if you look, there's a lot of photos of the queen wearing uh, like cut off T-shirts and tight jeans in sort of the Brian Adams style and the T-shirts tucked into the jeans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brian. <laughs> he embarrassed but, you know, the nation. Poor, poor- yeah, but the poor queen, the jeans keep slipping down because she's so skinny. Oh, God, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I like my queens with a bit of meat on their bones. Oh, I wish she'd okay. pig out on a nice big supper sometime. Anyway. Mm. Anyway, that's the segment, Bad Things, Brian Adams has done. I want to be your underwear. If you can think of any bad things Brian Adams has done, please don't hesitate to shoot us a tweet. We we are at LT Podmess on Twitter. And also on Instagram. Follow us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Okay. And welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got a great guest this week. He's making his second appearance on the show after quite a time away. He's a writer and comedian, and he's on fire these days. Um, Mike, I think it's his third, at least. Oof. Oh, God. Way to go. Yeah. Please nice. Wel- nice to make him feel welcome. Way to start it out. Good job. Please welcome to the- Good job, Mike. I don't even feel I should, I should say his name at this point. James, do you want to take over and say his name? Yeah, uh, uh, let's welcome a hilarious comedian, uh, Tom Henry. Hello. Tom, off the top, let me just 
sincerely apologize for getting your the number of sh- times you've appeared on the show wrong. And uh, I want you to know that I'll do everything I can. You know, I think it's four. Four? A lot. I think it's four. I am because at your Tom disposal. Because Tom did one with Aaron Eves, and he's done two care. Well, I'm not going to say, but he's done two other appearances. <laughs> wow! I wow! I feel my. like dog shit now for for being so out of line. Anyway, Tom, thanks for joining. Oh, I guess it just wasn't. I guess it wasn't that memorable to you. No, no, that's not the case. Mike might be losing his mind. Anyway, you know what the problem might be? Something wrong with the old noggin. I got noggin problems. I actually did have um, an excruciating headache last week because I did a few push-ups during the day and I couldn't sleep all night. (laughs) And that's not a a bit. Um, But part of my forgetfulness... If that's not a bit, you you might want to think about making it one. Um, Well, (laughs) I deserve that. From the the mind of a comic. I deserve that. Um, let me just say before we continue, Mike, you want to be on guard this episode because Tom is a a roast master, king of the one-liners, so. Absolutely. Modern day Rickles. Um, Mm. I just want to say before we continue that part of what might have been making my brain fart is that we are having a wet episode. And by that, I mean, all three of us are drinking booze while we record, which is not usual for this show. That's right. Yeah, we we were uh, we we talked about it beforehand, and we all said, "Let's have a drink." Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, do you want to say what you're having? Well, as I like to say during quarantine, if it's not a coffee hour, it's a booze hour. <laughs> well said. Well said. Um, I'm having an amaro montenegro, which is an Italian aperitif with soda and lemon. Oh, it's a wonderful drink. Wow. I wow. recommend it. It's very European. Uh, well, Mike and I are just having, yeah, Mike and I are just e- randomly each having low sugar ciders, <laughs> which sounds really lame in comparison. Yeah, I mean, you might want to learn mm. to live. It's like, and you, Tom, you, you used to moonlight as a bartender. Yep. Should I not say that? No, that's fine. Just like Bruce Willis. Oh, oh <laughs> was he? Bruce a bartender at one point? Well, he was on that show called Moonlighters. Moonlighting. Oh, Moonlighting. Right. Moonlighting. Right. With yeah. Sybil Shepherd. <laughs> Bruce and Sybil. It'd be funny if the show Moonlighters was just the story of all these different people who moon, moonlit as uh, bartenders. I thought that was what it's about. Well, I don't know. I thought it was a mystery, like a cop I show. I think they're investigators. Aren't they bartenders in it? I, I fuck. I, I don't think know. They're like private investigators, if memory uh, serves correctly. And slash bartender. Yeah, possibly. Although you might be thinking of. Are you thinking of cocktail? I think I'm thinking of Cheers. You know, <laughs> cocktail was on the other night, and that's a movie I've never seen. And um, they uh, they shot part of it in Toronto at the Dance Cave. There's a scene where they're supposed to be. Woo! I don't know, in the Bahamas or something, and there's a reggae band playing, and the band is in the dance cave, and Tom Cruise was there. Was it actually called the dance cave back then? It's, or do you just mean the space? It's on the wall. It said dance cave, even in the, like, in the movie. Wow. Well, you know, Tom, I think, went to high school in Ottawa or something. Cruise. He like, lived in Canada Tom briefly. Cruise? Not me. No, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Really? Well, 
That he explains did. the he way yeah. his family He has around. a bit of a Canadian accent now that I think <clears throat> about it, Tom Cruise. My neighbors as a kid had the cocktail soundtrack, and that thing got played a lot. Well, that had... I believe it had Don't Worry, Be Happy on Kokomo it. Kokomo was on that? Is that where Kokomo came from? Oh, yeah. Probably. Um, yeah, Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of this song. But that's Risky Business. Oh, yes. Oh, God. I think if I had been in Risky Business, I would have been uncomfortable with the whole no pants, big shirt thing. I have skinny legs, and I think I would have felt weird. Would you have called no your agent? On. I w- 100%. I would have been like, can I do this in pajama bottoms? What if, to distract attention from your, your skinny legs, what if you had compromised and been like, I'll do it, but I need to have a big boner um, while I'm sliding across the floor? Mm. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Now that's risky business. <laughs> that wouldn't be... <laughs> At least it would distract, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How about a big um, boner just... and pajama pants? <laughs> well, best of both worlds. You um, couldn't make cocktail today, so... let me just say. With the way that uh, bars and pubs and clubs are shut, um, everyone in one of those scenes would be breaking the law. And even, Some... bef- uh, even before that, we're not allowed to have a straw anymore. Right. Well said. And some PC nerd would be like, he can't flip a bottle like that behind his back. That's a violation of a rule. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Tom, thank you for joining us uh, this week. And uh, you have some some sort of big news. You you, you have a new uh, comedy special, right, about to air on Crave TV that you recorded last year at uh, Just for Laughs. Everything you say is true, Michael. I have a special coming out. This, oh, well, when does this podcast come out? Uh, Tomorrow. Okay. Wednesday. Well, then I have a special coming out this Friday. This Friday. The 15th of May. Excellent. Very exciting. 66 jokes. 66 jokes. It's on Crave TV. Please watch it. Excellent. Um, That's exciting, Tom. So when did you record this? I recorded it at Just for Laughs in Montreal last summer. When you did it, wow! did you know that Jerry Seinfeld was also planning on releasing a comedy special around the same time as you? And of course, I'm referring to 23 Hours to Kill. We coordinated. We coordinated. Hmm. Both number titles. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, were you guys worried about a joke overlap? Because Jerry's doing this stuff about smartphones. And, uh, and dropping the, your the ice cream on the ground. You have that famous bit yeah. about being annoyed when you drop your ice cream on the ground. We do tackle a lot of similar material, yeah. So it was dicey there for a second. I had to cut about half my special. Oh, supposed man. To be. <laughs> so it was originally 122 I, jokes. 120. No, wait, 32. 132. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> did anything in you, because I know comedians are little devils, did anything in you um, ever consider adding three more jokes to your special? I think James knows where I'm going with this and calling it 69 jokes. Like the famous um, well, sexual event. Yeah, maybe a. Uh, Maybe that's a uh, 
better idea for somebody who isn't as funny. <laughs> um, so, Tom, we can not talk about this if you want, but I think I remember you told me that um, there was a, like, during the filming, um, wasn't there a tech problem and you had to kind of roll with it? But we don't have to talk about it if that's weird. It's not a secret. <laughs> oh. Well, what happened? <laughs> but I don't know if it's interesting. <laughs> well, you know. Maybe not. For some reason, uh, you know. Well, there's a, pl- a part where I have a saxophonist playing. and he. Bl- oh, yes. And he blew out the sound. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Was he French? He was French, yeah. Oh, he was a, 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 a Quebecman. And uh, so this guy who warmed up the crowd just came up without me knowing what was going on. I was in, I was in my groove oh. about 20 minutes in. And uh, he just came up and he went, you got to go, you got to go. I felt like I was uh, like um, when the president is going to be shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they just kind of shepherded me off the st- uh, stage and I didn't even know what was going on. I would have maybe oh, they were wow. taking Maybe they were taking the special away from me. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so did you have to start? We've watched the first 20 minutes and we, we're, we're not okay. This is not what we thought. We thought you were <laughs> Ivan Decker. <laughs> Did you have to start all over again with a second uh, second try? No, so they got everything, and we just had to pick it back up. Oh, man. Thank goodness. Man. If that had been me, I would have yelled at the sax player and slapped him and threw his sax in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually legitimately angry because I um, was stressed out about this for two months. Yeah. And then I'm finally doing it, and it's going great. And then uh, they just ruined my flow. Yeah, and at that point, that must I, have been hard. I wasn't even totally sure if they got the first part. So I w- actually was angry, which I don't normally get angry. Uh, I killed a man. <laughs> so did they not do a sound check with the sax guy, or did he just like play so loud that he like he ruined the microphones? Or I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I guess it things. I guess S happens. Ah, uh, well said. So when you so you're off stage, you had to stop. When you go back on stage, like, did you have to sort of loosen the crowd up again? Did you make a pithy comment? Yeah, I did some jokes about it. I said a joke about how we should all, or no, I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you got to take it as it comes. Oh yeah. I got less angry because uh, Zoe, who works at Just for Laughs, was there, and she said, well, that's show business. And I thought, hmm. yeah, that's true. This is show business. Right. I love show business. I mean, it, it could Do have been you? worse, right? Yeah. Have you heard about what happened uh, to the Eagles of Death Metal? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Mike, you have a dark mind, dude. <laughs> Um, that's cool. So 66 jokes this Friday, Crave. It's an hour, Tom? 45 minutes? It's 45, but you know, I'm calling it my hour. Yeah, sure. You know what? If it had commercials, it would be. It would be an hour. Now, going to Just for Laughs in the summer, do you ever, do you ever see any of the French Canadian acts perform? uh, Or do you mostly stick to, to the English ones? You know what? There was a great outdoor act. He was performing the whole week outside the hotel, a French act. And he was a man uh, who had a 
bear costume. Oh, God. And, yeah, and he had a little shed out there. And he also played the guy who lives in the shed with a shotgun who wants to get the bear. He played both both roles? Yeah, so he would go in the shed, and then the bear would come along. And they uh-huh. just would keep missing each other. French-Canadian humor is different from regular humor, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Well, it's a head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I did a commercial once. Mm. Um, a bit of a brag, but I did a Canadian Tire commercial once. Wow. And you know they do the French version at the same time? Oh, I didn't know that. Right. So when they tape when they tape in English, like in, in Canada, sometimes when they tape a commercial, they'll at the, on the same day tape the English and French versions. Right. Because the set's all there. And so we were mm. alternating takes, basically. And there was no lines. I didn't have any lines. <laughs> so I don't know why they had to get a French me, but they did. Did you have to shrug in it or something? Then, like they had the French guy shrug <laughs> in a French kind of way? or? <laughs> well, the thing is, he came up to me between takes, and I was just doing basically nothing, uh, sitting in a chair. And then he's, between takes, he went, I, I can't believe uh, how... You were able to do such a subtle performance. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because like whenever you see like Quebec stuff, it's like just for laughs gags, and people are like, "And what did you have to do in the entire commercial? What was your direction?" I had to um, throw a flashlight off of a pretend iceberg that we were sitting on. And so was the French guy going like, wow. ah! <laughs> yeah. He There's like, like a banana it, peel. Yeah, he falls off his chair back. <laughs> falls in the freezing water. Uh, I did it. I did it with the Canadian tire guy. Oh, yes. Paul Constable. Shout out. <clears throat> uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Sorry, I was going to say, uh, you have uh, your Crave special is coming out Friday, but you've also been doing a fun uh, lockdown series of talk shows on Twitch. Um, I forget the name. Is it just the, is there a name even? Um, there's a name, I think, I think it's called Tom Henry Talks, okay. but it might be called Tom Henry Talk Show. I, I never really figured it out. I just would write something. It wasn't very thought, well thought out. Well, it looked good. It had a... Well, it's very yeah. funny. But it's been fun. We do a monologue. We do skits. We do bits. We have guests. You have video segments that you, you cut to? Video <laughs> segments, yeah. You've had guests? Just like a real show. Uh, Scott Rogowski uh, appeared from New York City. Um, you've had Sarah Hennessy from New York. Uh, who else? Jackie Pirico of Toronto. And some musicians. A lot of New and York, too- a lot of Toronto. Mm. It's too bad because in Canada we already have a late night talk show, Frank D'Angelo. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bummer. But maybe when he retires, like when Johnny retired and then Jay Leno got the Tonight Show, maybe, you know, when Frank steps down from being Frank, maybe Tom Henry could host being Frank. I'm hoping to get his spot. Yeah, the big CHGH Hamilton Channel 11 spot at Friday nights. Late, it's going to be a new, a new era of late night wars. <laughs> yeah. Me well, and uh, Dan Gallio are going <laughs> to battle over that spot. Yeah. 
So, it, you know, it could be like the new Late Night Wars. So you've got Frank D'Angelo, paid programming, Friday nights on uh, CHCH Channel 11. Maybe Tom Henry, paid programming on Omni. Oh, yeah. Channel 47. Oh, it would be such an honor to be on Omni 4. Maybe you could get Lucy Zillow to be a guest or to be Zillio. Zillio. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Do you mean Zillio? Showing myself to be an amateur here. But uh, maybe you get her to be your, you know... It- in the nighttime, it's the right time. Yes, we've got fun. fun. Perfect something, something. Perfect strangers. 47. Love connection. 47. Full yes. house, did we mention? Married with children. Those funny clowns. Those Bundy clowns. Oh, Bundy clowns. Designing, Design, yeah. Designing, Designing women. women. Murphy Brown. And Murphy, and Murphy Brown. Brown. What a... In the nighttime, it's the right time. Channel 47, cable fun. <laughs> Channel 47 was the best. I mean, it, it was basically just reruns all night. And they played Letterman with little Zillio clips in between. That's right. Yeah. And there was always a guy, a uh, mattress store advertising, and he would throw you back to Letterman too, I think, right? Really? Wow. He'd be like, come get the mattress. <laughs> now, back to Dave. He probably paid a hundred bucks extra to get to say, <laughs> "Can I say back to Dave?" <laughs> I guess it was. It was funny too because it was sort of like as a kid, I'd watch The Simpsons on Channel Forty Seven, and then yeah, in the commercial breaks, this woman Lucy Zilio would pop on and talk about little quirky, fun things. But it kind of seemed like directed at moms or moms and dads. It was an interesting choice by Channel Forty Seven there. George Chuchulis was on there too, right? Yes, that guy seemed like a stud. I don't remember him. Was. Don't you bet he had like he lots of girlfriends? In, like Little Italy? Oh, yeah, at or the something? same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd always be like, we're here in Little Italy uh, at a, you know, apple bobbing event. And uh, he looks like he's out at a I'm here at Pizza Pizza in Little Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Did you guys used to watch breakfast television when you <laughs> woke up <laughs> at a normal time? <laughs> I did. I don't think I did. Kevin Frankish? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know Frankish. Yeah. He's made. Oh, yeah. He Suspenders, retired. Yeah. Or he like took a leave of absence for mental health reasons, I believe, recently. Really? Yeah, yeah. He did. He, he really did. Ooh. Tom, you're a big sports fan, uh, and uh, they're talking about sports coming back in July, maybe. How are you feeling about that? Are you excited? Would you be fine watching sports with no fans I think it'll be, I think it'll be better without fans. Really? I was legitimately really looking forward to seeing that NBA game without fans before they pulled the plug. Because remember that when they canceled it, they were planning there was going to be a game in Golden State with no fans the next night. Right, right. Why were you looking forward to that? Well, I just think it'll be weird. (laughs) It will be. I like when things are weird like that. The Expos used to uh, do whole seasons without fans, so I feel like uh, (laughs) it's it's been tried before successfully. A little Expos joke. (laughs) Wouldn't you miss miss cutaways? Let me try one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, There will be no Stanley Cup awarded this year. So business as usual for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Oh my god! Yikes! We're gonna get emails. That's good. About that one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Wow! Aren't you guys? I wonder if I can think of. Won't one. you miss like cutaways to the crowd seeing a fat guy like a, a baseball land in his nacho cheese and spluttering everywhere and all those jumbotron kisses or or failed marriage proposals in the crowd? Isn't that what? Isn't that half the fun? That stuff's all fake. <laughs> Right, they're crisis, or what do they call them? Uh, crisis actors? <laughs> Those or are crisis actors. Crisis fans. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought of a good one, a, new, a good joke. Uh, big news today. Okay. The Toronto Maple Leafs played last night, and there was not a single boo. <laughs> yeah. It's because there was no one in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good. Yeah. James and I, I both both I know that we both love the joke. Um, when the, if the Leafs win the first game of the season, you go plan the parade. <laughs> oh yeah, that never gets old. How about this joke? Um, parents can rest assured it's safe to to let their children go to Maple Leafs games at Maple Leaf Gardens, and there are uh, there's no possibility. Wait a second, let me start over again. <laughs> Fans can rest assured that no children will be molested at Maple Leaf Gardens during hockey games <laughs> oh, this year. Uh, yeah, not because uh, they caught the the usher who was doing it, but because fans, no fans, are allowed inside the building. Remember that guy who was he just died? The guy who went to jail for molesting kids <laughs> as an usher. Well, I don't. Oh, wish, Mike! I don't wish death upon anybody. <clears throat> Maple Leaf Gardens is a Loblaws now, so there might be a joke there. Oh wait, I got another one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fans are encouraged to uh, wear a mask to Maple Leafs games from now on. No, not because of coronavirus, because of the smell. <laughs> oh wait, like is in the team stinks? Yeah. Or you know what? I, if I could just riff on that, it could be like fans are encouraged to wear a mask uh, to Leaf games, not because of coronavirus, but because there should be a shame to be there. Take <laughs> <laughs> a bag over their head, hide their identities. That's good. <laughs> that was that was always a a really lame one when fans would wear a bag over their head at a game, like to see to show that they were ashamed of the team. <laughs> you have to sit there and watch the whole game with a paper bag over your head. Yeah, like. No offense, but you're a loser if you spend four hours at a baseball game with a bag over your head hoping the TV will scan over and see you. Or you wait for the camera to come and you have the bag ready. (laughs) I've seen that. Have you guys ever seen at a game someone clearly doing something like that? Like I remember being at a Blue Jays game and this couple in front of me, um, as soon as the ending would be over, they would put on sunglasses and do sort of like quote unquote funny dancing, like <laughs> she'd sort of pretend to whack his butt, and they'd be wearing sunglasses just, I guess, to get on the jumbotron. Oh, it was really lame. It was painful. I think they imagine. What if they just let in one fan from each team into a stadium when sports um, start up again? So those two fans represent like everyone watching at home. Wouldn't that be good? Ooh. And make it the golden ticket like Willy Wonka. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. <clears throat> That's not a bad idea. Thanks. Or every team's most famous fan. Okay. Ooh, that's good. 
Jack Nicholson can go to Lakers. Mike Myers can yeah. go to Leafs. Leafs. Um, Drake for the Raptors. Drake for the Raptors. And how about the Toronto Argonauts? Who's their biggest fan? Ooh. Would it be Pinball Clemens? Might have I mean, to, he works for them. But was John Candy? They bring John Candy. The ghost of John Candy. <laughs> yeah, a John Candy impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, though. Billy Crystal, Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, does Woody Allen like the Knicks? Is that his thing? I mean, I know he's canceled, but maybe they could make an exception. <laughs> I think he only likes junior sports. Oh okay. my god! Did you hear that his his movie that was like not released in North America or Europe r- was released in South Korea and it was like a big hit this past week? <clears throat> I did. What's up with that? Rainy. It's like what's it called? A rainy day in New York or something? Is he like a hundred <laughs> years old? How is he still working these long days? <laughs> I thought of a good joke. Um, uh, apparently, Woody Allen is very excited for sports to come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, only junior hockey. <laughs> hockey. <laughs> Imagine him being well, like... Well, you know, just riffing on Tom's junior idea. Why is it so yeah, cold it at the hockey like game? my joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Woody Allen's new film, yeah. A Rainy Day. I don't understand. How would you stand there and let a puck hit you in the head? I mean, what is these these people are right? I can't I can't stop watching. <laughs> it's freezing in here. <laughs> Could you what turn the, the yeah, Woody Allen goes? What is this? The Battle of Stalingrad? <laughs> <laughs> I came here to see some hockey, not to freeze to death. Um his his movie A Rainy Day in New York. Interesting. He said a film Right there in New York City. Uh, yeah, it opened uh, this past week in South Korea, not North Korea, although who knows. And uh, it did brisk business mm-hmm. in the box office. Maybe he'll start setting movies or just start a new life in South Korea. Who knows what, what, what he has up his, his sleeve. Maybe all the canceled people in Hollywood will go to uh, South Korea. Tom, uh... do you miss every element of doing stand-up comedy? <laughs> taking the the you know public transportation busting each other's balls in the green room with all the other comedians and then dazzling <laughs> the crowd that's what i'm saying man i mean the way comics talk to each other it's just uh non-stop uh, wow yeah could you give us an example so like you're backstage at the comedy store i don't know it's you and delia and Rogan and it's you three and and what what kind of like what, what kind of ball busting would go on there? The thing is, yeah, ball busting exactly like that's how we talk to each other, just like insults. But we know that that means love. Uh, interesting. So I would so go like, in. Co- mm. I would go in. I'd be like, "Hey, Delia, uh, nice fucking shoes." <laughs> oh my god! Where'd you get those, uh, Ronald McDonald? Oh, house. And then, and then he's just like cracks up, you know, and he's like, fuck, you got me, man. Because to regular people. Oh, that's if you cool. Say that to- and then we do that hug where you like you you do the hand first, like you do. the Yeah, hand. one hand and then you pull each other in. Yeah. And then we do that. Yeah. Cause to normal people, non-comedians, if you said that. that to them, they'd be like, we I guess we're going to fight now. You've insulted my honor. But to comedians, it's the exact opposite. And it's it's a culture that is just 
most people can't wrap their heads around. That's exactly well put, Mike. We uh, speak our own language. <laughs> so, Tom, when you're when you're sort of backstage busting each other's balls, is there any sacred cow? Is there any topic you don't touch? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Wow. Is, nothing is out of is up out of bounds. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. Wow. There's stuff that would make your skin crawl. That we really? that we joke about first thing in the morning as soon as we wake up. No. As soon yeah, as the alarm just goes off, right off the top of our heads. Yeah. Wow! Make your skin crawl. I can't even imagine. Jeez. Oh, you would absolutely vomit from some of this stuff. We're not afraid to touch. Whoa! Yeah. I'm thinking of like describing him having you know a horrible accident or having his head chopped off or something. I mean, wow. Who, Delia? Well, or whomever. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. If I wow. woke up in the morning and thought of something as, as insane as, you know, someone getting their head chopped off or, you know, someone um, going to the bathroom somewhere they're not supposed to, I would check myself into a mental hospital. But I suppose that is the way that comedians just, just go about their everyday lives. Yeah, like I'll go into a club. Let's say somebody getting their head chopped off. I'll go into a club. <laughs> Uh, Delia, let's say, or any, any of these guys, they go to me, hey, you hear about that guy who got his head chopped off? I go, yeah, um, yeah, anybody know who he's donating, uh, anybody know who he, if I can have his hats? Oh, oh my God. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. And I say so- that right away, so people just know, like, I don't give a shit. And would any <clears throat> comedians there go, too soon? If they are, they shouldn't be there. If they say oh, that, that's wow. insane. Because to most regular people, and I hate to beat this, uh, to flog this horse, but if you walked up to a regular person and said, "Did you hear about the guy who lost his head?" and they said, "Yeah, can I have his hats?" they'd be like, "Wow, that guy's heartless. That guy, maybe he's an alien. Maybe he doesn't know how. Maybe he just arrived on planet Earth. He doesn't know how humans interact with each other." But that's the way comedians go about there every single day, you know. Are, are comics already doing jokes? Surely not. But are they already doing coronavirus <laughs> jokes? I mean, surely not. I mean, if you think that comics aren't doing coronavirus jokes yet, you got another thing coming to you. Whoa, we are, we wow. are all over this thing. We have to comment on what's going on right now, even if it's as dark as coronavirus. That's like joking about 9-11 during, like, on 9-11. And we all did that. We oh, all did wow. That. I heard that Jeff Ross, as soon as the, the news <clears throat> broke internationally, that there had been um, an outbreak of a new pandemic that started uh, in China, I heard that Jeff Ross booked a ticket, a plane ticket, to Wuhan to go and take a, like, a front-facing video so he could tell a joke about how he didn't care um about it can you believe that <laughs> i mean i can i can because that's that's ross right that's you got ross. your bob ross but those you got roasts, Jeff ross. here's the funny thing those roasts bring people together that's what people don't Do you understand think? yeah I, 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 those, those roasts to a non-comic are like wow you know you sit there and people are saying mean things about you Boy, oh boy. 
Man, you are you a, are, do you uh, do a lot of roasts, Tom? Oh yeah, yeah. It's mostly what I'm transitioning into, actually. Really? Um, roast battle. Yeah. Oh wow! I put on my own show, roast battle. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone cool. you wouldn't roast? Like, say, surely a child or a, a, mm. an elderly person <clears throat> suffering from a chronic illness. You surely you wouldn't roast them, right? <laughs> And if I don't roast them, what does that say to them? Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. That they're not good enough to be roasted? Right. Right. Like some old guys like, you know, I'm just like everyone else. You should roast me. And he's dying. You know, I came here to be fucking roasted. Exactly. Would you travel back in time to maybe just after World War II to uh, maybe somewhere in Europe that had been bombed to shit. Um, would you be willing to roast that population mm-hmm. of people if, if that time-traveling technology existed? Or was that too far? That'd be an honor. That'd wow. be an honor. That'd be an honor. Show up. Hey, anybody smell a barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, maybe you're right. Like, maybe governments should have... Well, think about it. In the olden days, there were jesters, and jesters would hang around mm-hmm. the king and the queen and make jokes to ease everybody's mind and to make everybody go, well, it's not that bad. And maybe modern day governments should have a comic, you know, in the room during these big negotiations and, and uh, meetings t- to, you know, t- to, to crack a joke, to make everybody go, yeah, a big bomb went off, but, eh, you know, come on, it's not so bad, you know? We still have to laugh. We still have to move on. It's important to laugh mm-hmm. at everything. Is is stand up is stand up like therapy to you, Tom? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I would do without it. Because I always think, yeah, comics seem like basically deranged people. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't have stand up, you know, you're probably one of these guys pushing a shopping cart around the street. You know. It- is that You're a not fear? Wrong. Because, you know, we, we hear so much about how hitting the stage and talking to the microphone is such a cathartic and necessary thing for comedians to do. Now that they don't have that outlet, are they going to start uh, going on the streets and uh, murdering people, um, robbing homes, lighting fires? Um, what's going to happen? Well, I think you've just made a real case for opening the, Open clubs, the clubs back up. ASAP, yesterday. You know, Adam Christie sent me a text for real that said an Edmonton comedy club is opening this weekend or something. <laughs> you heard about this, yeah. Tom? I think he said Winnipeg. Tr- Winnipeg, maybe? He told me Edmonton, but I don't Either know if way. that's true. You know he who's performing? They, yes. None tricks. other than Tricks <laughs> is performing in Edmonton. And it's at the comic strip, 25% capacity, and everyone has to sit two meters apart. So that, I mean. And no shoes allowed. (laughs) So that is, I mean, I can't believe anywhere in the world has a comedy show happening this weekend. Well, you know, either Edmonton or Winnipeg, both those cities were built on stand-up comedy. So the populations there are just, they can't go without stand-up comedy. (laughs) I guess. But, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. Would you, I mean, feels a little early is what I'm going to say. 
I think all stand-ups might have to move to either Winnipeg or Edmonton, whichever one. I would risk getting sick to go and watch a three-hour open mic um, in Edmonton. I would risk my life for that. We're not talking open mic. We're talking tricks. So with coronavirus going, there's a lot of there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there these days. You know, if you guys noticed this, um, a lot of people uh, espousing these these wacky conspiracy theories. So Mike and Tom and I thought it'd be fun uh, if we each looked up a little known conspiracy theory uh, five minutes before we started recording and then try to explain um, it. To a each conspiracy. Other. So did yeah. you guys look up? Hmm. Like one that uh, one that tickled our fancy and that we thought would uh, give each other, uh, uh, you know, uh, put a smile on each other's faces. Yes, I I did look up one. Did you, Tom? Yes, I did. I did too. Excellent. Well, do you want to go first, Mike, and tell us a, a real conspiracy theory you looked up on the internet just before we recorded? <laughs> sure. <clears throat> this is very entertaining. So, have you guys? Uh, you guys remember the King of Pop, Michael Jackson? Like yesterday. Rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he, some call him the smooth criminal, some call him Mr. Thriller, but at the end of the day, he uh, had a lot of hits, uh, and we lost him a few years ago. There's a conspiracy theory. There are many about Michael Jackson, <clears throat> but this one uh, stood out to me. There is a uh, fringe conspiracy theory that he didn't die of a, a, a drug overdose, that he was instead... Um, murdered by the U.S. government, by the CIA, because the song Heal the World uh, was pro-Palestinian and that his, <laughs> and that his final series of, of uh, concerts in London at the O2 Arena, remember just before he died, he was supposed to do like three months of concerts in London. It was a big deal. Um, that he was going to use that as a platform to promote Palestinian rights and attack the state of Israel. And so there is a conspiracy theory that the CIA and Israel got together and, and had him assassinated before he could do his farewell shows in London. Um, and, you know, had they not done that, the map of the Middle East could look a whole lot different these days. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, if Michael Jackson came out in support of Palestine, that's it. Game over. You know, Palestine's getting the Gaza Strip. And part of the conspiracy is that he had been lo- like loaned a bunch of money from the son of the king of Bahrain in order to use his platform to promote um, a free Palestine. And so by, uh, by being exposed by Russian intelligence officials... Uh, we we now are led to believe that he may have been killed by the CIA. Wow, you know I'm looking through the lyrics to "Heal the World." Got to be honest, I'm not really seeing, you know, much mention of any Middle Eastern uh, politics here. I, I see a different <clears throat> set of much. lyrics here. I see uh, "Heal the World," make it a better place. The state of Israel must stop persecuting the people of Palestine. <laughs> that's the lyric sheet i have maybe you gotta okay fair enough a little bit on the nose (laughs) imagine him saying that while he's moonwalking powerful image (laughs) i guess that is more likely than uh you know he just uh had a massive drug overdose this clearly mentally well uh guy (laughs) 
Um, huh, yeah, interesting. I mean, everybody I ever hear who knew him well said he was perfectly healthy, yep. completely sound of mind, healthy. No issues. No yeah. vices. Yeah, so the whole th- the whole I- It just doesn't idea. add yeah, it doesn't add it, up that you would take up. some sleeping pill and die. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> he, he doesn't read as a guy who would take a bunch of sleep like like take sleeping pills or painkillers. He just doesn't. <laughs> no part he does not read as that at all. He reads as a straight as an arrow, yeah. maybe a glass of wine with dinner. And plus he was always one thing like, we know about him, he was always getting into arguments online about politics, right? He was always uh, yeah, doing that kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, yeah, that's a good one. I like Thank that because yeah, again, his death just does not add up. He, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, now I'm wondering how did the CIA kill him? Oh, I didn't mention mm. the theory is that they used um basically a a ray gun that gave him a heart attack. <laughs> Huh. So if you think well, about all these things, they, they do add up. Remind me not to get in trouble with the CIA. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want them coming after you. MJ. Jacko. Wacko Gone Jacko. too soon. Wacko Jacko. Wacko Jacko. Did you ever see that? There, there was like... um. Uh, I remember, like uh, a British uh, interviewer, spent like a few days with Martin Michael Bashir. Jackson, and they they showed like a few days in his life. Oh yeah, that's right, Martin Bashir, and they showed him in a store, and he was in this crazy, weird antique store, and he's just buying hundred thousand dollar giant heads like crazy. <laughs> the guy lived a cra- a wild life. Anyway, I think that interview too. That interviewer is sort of widely disrespected for trying to be a bit sensational, and he. He once was interviewing uh, Martin, uh, not Martin. Short? Uh, no, what's his name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Okay. And uh, Downey gets pissed and walks out. Really? Yeah, because, um, oh, the guy's name is Martin Bashir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Martin is, uh, Bashir is asking him about his old uh, drug days. Oh, and, and Downey Robert, wasn't having it. Robert Downey Jr. goes, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, what are we doing here? I'm uh, Robert Downey Jr. What are we? What are, what are we doing here? Wow, weird impression. I know that was a bad impression. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was working. In, I'm working on it. I'm Iron Man. Yeah, he goes. He it's goes. Not really, an impression. He goes. What are we doing here? And then he goes. All right, that's it. And then he takes his mic off. And then he goes. Uh, and no offense, it's. Uh, it's all just getting a little too Diane Sawyer. Whoa. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be a great moment in your career? I think we all dream of that. The moment where someone, some shitty interviewer gets a little too weird and we go, that's it. I'm done. And you stand up and you rip off that clip on mic and you mm. storm out of the place. Yeah. This is getting yeah, a little I, too I, Diane Sawyer for my taste. Fuck you. Yeah. It's great. Wow. Stuff. I listened great video. to. I listened to Robert Downey Jr. get interviewed on Joe Rogan, and Robert Downey kept referring to his wife as the missus. Because they're not married. I don't think they're married. But still, he could use her name. Like, four times he goes, well, uh, the missus uh, told me that I should do this, and the missus, like, it it was annoying. I think it's cool. Uh, Yeah, I think it's cool, too. Well, 
Tom, well, what is your uh, Tom? What is your conspiracy theory that you bring, you, you're bringing to the table? Oh, I thought James was going to oh, do his. Sure, well, whatever, James. Do you have yours ready? I'll do Doesn't mine. Matter. I'll do mine. Yeah. Maybe we should do James's in between because mine also involves a pop oh, okay, star. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but so does mine. Oh, oh wow. Okay. But I'm gonna. I'll do. We've it. got pop um, on the brain. My I guess all of us. <laughs> here's my conspiracy theory and i've heard i have heard this talked about before and some people believe it it's the theory that stevie wonder is not blind <laughs> some people believe stevie wonder is not <clears throat> blind and um there are skeptics so there's a, a sports writer who i actually think is pr- really good called B- bomani jones and uh, he often points to the fact that there's a lot of visual imagery in Stevie Wonder's songs. He points to the fact that Stevie Wonder has a preference for sitting courtside at NBA games. <laughs> and that Stevie Wonder has a reputation as a childhood prankster. <laughs> um, now, there is a picture on the internet of Stevie Wonder taking a photo of a Michael Jackson wax statue. <laughs> and I can send this this to you guys. And there's also a video, which I'm going to send you guys to, and you can look up, of Stevie Wonder um, catching a falling mic stand. Okay. So. Well, have you ever seen Daredevil? Well, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe there's a Daredevil thing going on. I don't know. Uh, to address the, uh, the basketball thing of him sitting courtside, I mean, he's a celebrity multi-millionaire what is he supposed to do be like take me to the basketball game but uh it's okay i'll just i'll sit in the bathroom while it happens because uh i'm blind well what's he supposed to do he wants to be seen he wants to be you know in in the the conversation yeah i mean but you you know that's an expensive seat he could still have a norm you know have a pretty nice seat you know courtside that's a lot mike (laughs) I'm going to send you guys, now look, I'm, I mean, this isn't exactly great podcast listening, but I'm sending you guys this video of Stevie catching a mic stand, okay? I'm sending this to you. And, you know, so I don't know. This is a conspiracy theory that's out there. I'm not saying it's true. Well, where do you I'm stand on I'm not saying it? it's not true. I'm open. You know, I'm open. Open to... To thinking about it what do you think tom yeah i mean uh let's say maybe he's not that good at piano if he tells okay. everybody he's blind they're gonna give him a little more credit for his piano playing well true well it looks like the mic falls on him and then he just <laughs> he picks it back up <laughs> It's all in the eye of the beholder, Mike. Some see that as a catch. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. he has a sense of feeling. Um. <laughs> Look, I, this isn't my theory, Mike. I'm just telling you what people think. What was the other one that he take? He took a picture. I mean, it, maybe he was doing a joke. I sent you the photo of him taking a picture too. It could have been set up as a joke. You know, the guy's—he's uh, humorous. He's uh... yeah. Look, hey. Oh. Yeah, I'm not he's saying I believe a picture. it. Mm-hmm. CIA. How the hell would he do that? Yeah, I mean, not to be crass, but he's not going to look at the picture later. He shouldn't be allowed near a camera. 
interesting well so yeah. we've had two anyway two pop stars so far and i a little birdie tells me that we're gonna have three yeah i got another one here so um some people believe that canadian pop princess avril lavigne mm-hmm. um actually died in 2004 and now it's somebody else a woman named melissa Wow. Why do people think that? And this woman named, well, this woman named Melissa, apparently uh, Avril Lavigne, when she was alive, didn't like being famous very much. And so she hired an actress, Melissa uh, Valero or something like that, um, to be her double. And they became great friends and Avril um, taught her how to sing exactly like her. And uh, then Avril died, possibly in a snowboarding accident. (laughs) <laughs> jeez <clears throat> and uh, now it's Melissa oh and some of the proof includes the fact that Melissa wears dresses and skirts a lot out whereas uh, Avril only wore trousers interesting interesting Melissa also seems to have some tattoos and freckles whereas oh. Avril didn't and there's so no way it's not just that <laughs> Yeah, There's it's no not way just she that just Avril... went out and got tattoos. Yeah, or, and maybe, you know, had his freckles develop or bought some pants. Well, there's no way that over 16 years she went from only wearing pants to, uh, yeah, skirts and dresses. Well, look, <laughs> once you're a pants lady, you're usually a pants lady for life. So is the idea that Hillary. Melissa then married the guy from Sum 41 and, and Chad Kroger from uh, Nickelback instead of Avril Lavigne? I didn't read on that part, but that would seem to make logical sense, yeah. Hmm. That he's, Chad's married to Melissa. And so, I guess Melissa just looks exactly like Avril? Like, do they think she looks different or something? Well, yeah, she looks different. She looks older. Hmm. And, um... No, no, no. (laughs) Wake wake up, James. (laughs) And, uh, many people have pointed to the fact, to some lyrics that maybe... Oh, point to this like um, Avril's first album after she died. Uh, <laughs> it's always an important album for an artist. <laughs> <laughs> there's a song called Slipped Away in which hmm. there's a lyric, the day you slipped away in which uh, the day you slipped away is the day I found it won't be the same. Shit. Wow. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. Huh. Slipped away. Wow. Basically, away. slipping out of life. I mean, that's slipping away from life. From life or slipping on the snowboard. Oh, so, shit. That's wild that Avril was, had that famous song, Skater Boy, and then some people believe that she died as a snowboarding uh, girl. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> you know what's funny, too? If someone went to the trouble of creating a double after Avril Lavigne died? Why wouldn't someone have done that when John Lennon died? Well, the, the double already existed, is the thing. So it was, okay. re- it was ready to go. Did they know she was going to have a snowboarding accident? No, it, I, she didn't like being famous. So she, so she had a double already. Hmm. Well, Tom, where do you stand on this? What do you think is the truth? 
I like it. I like it. And right. I forgot to mention um, supposed Avril Lavigne had a photo shoot in which the name Melissa was written on her hand. Interesting. Is that why they think she's called Melissa? We don't uh, know. Can't say. I mean, if someone writes a different person's name on their body, you just, I guess, have to assume that that's referring yeah. to their best friend that they've trained to be their double, and then when they die, that person will replace them and marry two yeah. other singers. Why else? Did you, else? Did you guys see that um, the people... Some people think Tom Hanks is embroiled in a big conspiracy right now. That I, I read some people think that he, he was arrested on from some sort of heinous charges with children in Australia. And when he appeared on Saturday Night Live, it was a double. And part of the um, thinking behind it was how shitty his kitchen was. <laughs> Which is a good point. It was a shitty kitchen. And I did think that when I saw that. Mm. But if you had like. A fifty million dollars or something big. I mean, it wasn't. You wouldn't have that kitchen. No. Maybe it was a second kitchen in like his guest house. I don't know. Maybe he's a kitchen fool and he doesn't know how to design uh, or decorate a kitchen properly. Possible. Well, you know, this was fun, and I think it could be a recurring segment because it it asks so many questions um, that I'm sure listeners are going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I think that worked. It might wake people up a bit and get them to do their own research and think for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we're saying. We're just saying do your own research. Don't necessarily believe what you're told by the mainstream media. Just do your research. Do your own research. (laughs) It's like when people say, I'll just leave this here. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we're doing. We're just leaving this here. We're not saying it's true. We're just saying look into it. Do your research. Get on YouTube and Reddit. You know, do real research. In the dark way. One of my favorite... um, Sayings. Decide for yourself. Yep. That's what, like, flat earthers always say. They're always like, yeah, look, I'm just saying, you know, look at, look up look up the information, do your research, decide for yourself. You know? That's great. Well, here's, here's something that uh, listeners can decide for their, themselves, whether this was a successful um, episode or not. And part of that <laughs> relies on me and you, James, but also uh, some of it relies on you, Tom, our guest. And thank you so much for joining us one more time. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tom. That was really fun. And everybody, don't forget, 66 Jokes on Crave, Tom's stand-up special. Thank you. This Friday. And what is your Twitch address if you're doing another uh, mm, live talk Twitch. show? Do you know it? Yeah. It's twitch.tv <laughs> slash... Yeah, you put I'll, it in the notes. I'll look it up and put it in the notes. <laughs> Check the notes, everybody. Except for Stevie Wonder. <laughs> or maybe he'll be able to read it. Anyway, uh, good, good talking to you, Tom. Um, have a great rest of your week. And good seeing See you, you later. also, James. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hi, everyone. My name is Rolly Bush, one of the hosts of Sonar's new podcast, My Gorgeous Son. I started this podcast because my son went down to Hollywood and flamed out hard, and we try to help him get on track.
My career didn't flame out. I just came home. That's all. Joining us every episode, of course, is our podcasting intern fresh from the Ryerson Podcasting School, Everardo. How's it going? So join us by Google. Yeah, Google. Just Google my gorgeous son. It's not hard to find. And, or Sonar. Just type in Sonar. You know what? You're probably listening to a podcast already, so you kind of know how it works. Yeah. Just find us yeah, as we're well. On the we're Sonar called network. My Gorgeous Son. So check us out. It's a fun show. Uh, you'll love it.